Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of our Sunday night college baseball recap here on No Doubter. I am your co-host Travis T-Bone Loffley. Uh, normally I would be joined as well on the other side of my of our screen here uh, by my other co-host uh, Barrett Boombostic. Uh, we have unfortunately had some uh, weather that's rolled through the Dallas-Fort Worth area this evening and as such he uh, got noticed about an hour and a half ago that he lost power. Um, so I'm going to be holding down the fort for, uh, for us all uh this week here on our uh, on our recap um we're gonna make it work uh, i've uh, i've done my prep work here to uh to cover uh across the major conferences along with our uh with our mid-major teams here there in the top 25 this week uh boom will rejoin us again next week and you know as i'm holding down the fort by myself tonight i'm kind of exchanging the favors he'll be doing the same uh on tuesday night this week for our major league baseball recap as i will be out that evening and unable to join him so once again all programming, uh, programming next week. Uh, Boom and I should be back uh, together like normal for both shows. Uh, but you know, this is just kind of one of these occasional things that, unfortunately, uh, sometimes one of us isn't going to be able to make it, and so one of us is going to have to uh, to hold it down by ourselves. So you get just me this week, and hope y'all enjoy the show. So let's dive right into it, shall we? This week's top twenty-five. We'll go on ahead and just uh, take a read down here. Uh, who all was uh, was in the top twenty-five this week, and then what was their uh, their record uh, that that they faced here? Um, uh, kind of from the from the games the past week. So Tennessee uh, came in at number one overall. Surprise, surprise! The Volunteers just continue to look stout as ever. They have a thirty-seven and three overall record on the year. They went four and zero on this past week. Uh, Oregon State continues their rise, maybe kind of a bit of a quiet rise. You know, the uh, the Pac-12 teams don't always get as much attention. Uh, as they deserve, but uh, but the Beavers have been really stout so far this year. They're 31 and 8 on the season. They had a record of 4 and 1 over their past week's games. The Oklahoma State Cowboys have moved all the way up to number three in the country. They said a 27 and 13 overall record. They had a 1 and 3 record on this past week. So uh, a little bit of a drop for them. We'll talk more about it here soon. Uh, Arkansas. Uh, they are 31 and nine on the year, and they went three and two this past week. They're at number four, number five, all the way down sunny South Florida and Coral Gables. The Miami Hurricanes uh, have a 31 and nine record on the year, and they went three and one this past week. Southern Miss, out of the Conference USA, they uh, they have continued their uh, their rise to the top to this point this year, and just looking like even better of a team as the days go by. 32 and eight on the year, five and zero. Oh, uh, over this past week, a clean sweep of all teams between their midweek games and their uh, their weekend series. Stanford is sitting now at 24 and 12 on the year. They made a major jump here into the top 10, now number seven uh, in the country. They went four and one this past week. Virginia Tech, Hokies out of the ACC. They are now 28 and, eight, 28 and nine on the year. They were number eight as of this past week. Five and zero uh, on all their games this past week between uh, between midweek and their weekend games during their series. Uh, Boom and Eyes Texas Tech Red Raiders now sit at twenty nine fourteen on the week. They split their games two and two. They're sitting at number nine in the country. Texas Longhorns. They are thirty and thirteen right now at number ten in the country. They are four and one on their past week's games. Virginia Cavaliers sitting at thirty one and ten. Uh, on the year, number 11 in the country right now, they were 4-1 and one their past week's games. Gonzaga Bulldogs out of the West Coast Conference, they were 26, they were 26 and 11 so far this year. 
number 12 in the country right now. They were three and two in their past week's games. UCLA Bruins out of the Pac-12, 27 and 12 on the year, 13th ranked as of this past week, three and one on their past week's games. Georgia Bulldogs, they're clocking in at uh, number 14 right now, 28 and 12 on the year, and they split their game games over the past week to two and two. UConn out of the Big East Conference, the newly uh, rejoined Big East Conference they're part of now, 32 and eight on the year. 15th in the country. They were 4-1 and one on their games over the past week. Louisville, the Cardinals, 27-12 on the year. 16th ranked over the past week, and they went 3-1 and one on their games. Texas State Bobcats, they're just having an incredible year. They, they quietly sit right there, number 17 in the country, 32-9 on their schedule for the year, 4-0, and oh, a clean sweep of the past week. Number 18, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They play in the ACC for... Their uh, their baseball games and they are twenty six and eight on the year five and zero over the past week. Auburn Tigers they're number nineteen in the country right now out of the SEC as you all probably know twenty nine twelve on the year a clean five and zero sweep of the past week they continue to sit right there and continue to be playing their very nice bounce back season uh, for this program number twenty in the country. The Oregon Ducks, 36 and 13 on the year, and two and two a split of the past week. TCU Horn Frogs jumped back into the top 25 rankings. They clocked in number 21 this past week, 27 and 13 on the year, and three and one on their games over the past week. LSU Tigers have had continued their up and down season at number 22 in the country, 27 and 12 on the year, four and zero clean sweep of the past week. Dallas Baptist Patriots continue their uh, somewhat confusing season, 24 and 15 total on the year. How the Missouri Valley Conference, number 23 in the country, one and three on the past week. Maryland Terrapins out of the Big Ten. They moved back into the top 25 at number 24 in the country. They're 32 and eight on the year, three and one on the past week. And then the Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern Panthers out of the uh, out of the Sun Belt Conference as well. They have moved into the top 25 to claim that final spot, 27 to 12 on the year and three and one on the past week. Friends, if y'all could do us a really big favor here, we have, uh, you know, we made some, uh, some, some, there's some developments here within uh, no doubter. Good things are happening right now. We've, uh, we've expanded our, uh, our capacity here for our production of, you know, being able to bring you this, uh, this live stream. Uh, so, you get the stream on uh, both Boom and I's personal Facebook pages, uh, our personal Twitter pages, uh, the No Doubter Facebook and Twitter pages. We now have a YouTube account of which this uh, this streams to as well. Please go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go ahead and like us, uh, like us, and give us follows on both our Facebook and Twitter pages. Um, here, like this, uh, like this stream, uh, share it, comment on it. I can see your comments coming here on the screen. If you do give, decide to give it a watch here, uh, I am uh, I'm going to be flipping back between multiple tabs to just being me tonight. So uh, I apologize, you know, if my uh, my reaction is a little bit a little bit slow here. If maybe I catch something just at the tail end if we have to maybe backtrack a little bit there. However, just any way you can interact here with this program, help get it uh, more in front of your friends and family. We would really really appreciate that. Helps with the algorithm. Helps grow this thing. We've had some new listeners that have come in lately. We really, really appreciate the growth in that regard. And, uh, you know, as we approach one year soon of No Doubter coming up, we, uh, we, we've we really been thankful that everybody's been with us to this part, and we're looking forward to even more people joining us for the future. 
So with that in mind, the top 25, we're going to now uh, make our run through uh, here, our uh, our conferences and mid-majors per usual. Uh, tonight, we'll be tackling in this order, the Big 12, the ACC, the Pac-12, the, a- the SEC, the Big 10, and then uh, some of our select mid-major teams that are sitting in the top 25 right now. So let's start with the uh, with the top team right now in the uh, in the Big 12 rankings wise. That is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So Oklahoma State, as of the past week, I mentioned that they had a bit of a tough one here. They dropped they dropped a midweek game at home versus Oral Roberts, nine to five in 12 innings. Tough outing for them then. It went one two on the weekend at home in Stillwater. Uh, versus TCU. TCU came in hot, uh, and they just uh, ultimately kind of had a slight edge and uh, outperformed these guys a little bit here. Um, really, though, still a lot of uh, lot of strength to like here in this Cowboys program. Uh, you got Cam Brumbaugh, who's leading the, the team in batting average right now, 455. Uh, Griffin Dorshing doing a really great job here. Seems to be kind of on the rise right now with 328 batting average. Nolan McLean's leading the team in nine home runs. Jake Hurakes, also uh, aka Jake Thompson, <laughs> uh, has eight home runs for these guys. Uh, Zach Earhart uh, really does a good job of getting in motion when he's out there. Fourteen stolen bases. Uh, their ace Justin Campbell has six wins as starter this year. He got the uh, the lone win in the series uh, on Friday night, so that was a sixth win credit to the year. Uh, he has a 2.89 ERA and he has 95 strikeouts on the year. They've also got some uh, other guys, you know, that hold things down pitching wise too for him and getting strikeouts and, uh, and, and, you know, help him get their offense back on the team on the field with Bryce Osmond with 55 strikeouts and Trevor Martin with 45. Um, let's then move on to boom and ice, Texas tech red Raiders. Uh, you know, our red Raiders hit just ultimately the bottomed out low of, uh, of our season, uh, this past week, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday played a midweek game at New Mexico in Albuquerque against the Lobos. Uh, it was very much a back and forth affair. Uh, there, uh, Tech would lead and, uh, and hold a lead, uh, still ultimately kind of through much of the game. Uh, but you know, New Mexico was right there, uh, right behind kind of lurking the entire time. They actually got more hits, and was playing more offense in motion than the Red Raiders were ultimately, even as they were holding a lead through most of the game. However, they would win the game uh, with a uh, walk-off three-run homer in the ninth, ultimately, so the, uh, with the Red Raiders losing that game. 10-11, to 11, that would be a five-game winning streak that they would carry back home against West Virginia in the friendly confines of Dan Law Field. So they go home. It would earn the series win ultimately at home with two complete game performances on Friday and Saturday uh, from the respective starters of our Red Raiders, Andrew Morris and Brandon Birdsell. Really, really, really good outings for both those guys. Uh, you know, pitching held, holds on, obviously, with them being the only guys that pitch in those two games, completely saved up the bullpen. Uh, it, unfortunately, our Red Raiders would have a really bad ninth inning to close out uh, game three be blown open by West Virginia uh, to ultimately take home a 15-4 win. Just some really key bullpen depth and injury issues that are beginning to pile on uh, for our Red Raiders here that, uh, that, you know, even as they're picking up these crucial series wins, moving down the road here to secure their spots in the postseason, uh, they're just not the complete team that we're looking at right now to ultimately be uh, have, I think, a lot of confidence in them 
uh, heading into the postseason this year. You know, it's a really young group of guys, like about two thirds, three quarters of uh, of the team here. We're looking at as uh, as underclassmen guys, as freshmen, sophomores. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, that will return. Will return. I think there's some really good talent here. Uh, but it's just been a year of a lot of guys learning how to play together, um, and just not the most cohesive uh, play together as a team, uh, unfortunately, to this point. But you know, for a young team like that, going to the postseason certainly has its value. Um, I really hope to see them there. Texas Longhorns. So could tech, could the Longhorns be uh, be possibly turning the tide a bit? They also had a full on bottom out after. Uh, Following the previous weekend's uh, series loss at Kansas State, they they come back home uh, to Austin, down to UFCU Dish Falk Field. They played two games uh, against Air Force in midweek, and that opening game was a two to fourteen loss by the Longhorns. But they would come back and get the twelve to ten win uh, the next day on Wednesday, and then they would sweep Baylor at home. Uh, yeah, so yeah, actually going back real quick here. Uh, here are guys to look at right now for Texas Tech. I apologize for backtracking real quick, but um, you know, Easton Morrell is, uh, has been really kind of on the rise lately. 382 batting average. Uh, Jace Young uh, on the rise as well. 371 batting average. Ty Coleman, Sam Hunt. Uh, these guys all above 300 there. Uh, Jace, Hunt, uh, Jace Young's got 11 home runs. Kurt Wilson, 10 home runs. Uh, Parker Kelly, four stolen bases. Jace Young, four as well. Dylan Carter, four. Uh, get just you can see like the the ball being put in motion and then guys being in motion out there uh, out there on the bases. It's uh, it's just not it's kind of heavy. Certain guys at the top, not as much depth there as you would like. Um, and uh, unfortunately, you can kind of see it in some situational hitting situations that has come um, that, that have come with this team lately. So uh, there. Uh, yeah, we talked about Brandon Birdsell and Andrew Morris, six and five wins apiece, credited them as starters. Um, yeah, by and large leading out, um, uh, by and large leading the way here as well in terms of strikeouts too. Um, so yeah, apologize having to backtrack on, I had to give our Red Raiders a nod here, but back to Texas. Um, so yeah, Murphy Staley right now, uh, 414 batting average, Ivan Melendez as well, the Hispanic Titanic right there with 392. He continues to lead the team with 19 home runs on the year. Uh, Eric Kennedy has eight stolen bases. Murphy Staley, seven as well. Dylan Campbell, six. Pete Hansing leading the team uh, with seven wins on the year as a starter. Tristan Stevens right there, five. Uh, Friday, Saturday, one-two punch really continues to look great for uh, for the Longhorns. He is uh, Pete Hansen also leads the team with 76 strikeouts on the year and has a 2-7 ERA and then, a, and then Tristan Stevens with a 4-5 ERA. The TCU Horn Frogs. This team right here, folks, I think they are uh, they're truly on the rise at this point. There's a lot of good stuff to like about them. Uh, they are uh... sorry, lost my place. <laughs> yeah, I think the question we have to ask is: Are the Horn Frogs about to make a run and become the hottest team in the conference at the right time? Uh, they took home a dominant midweek win versus UT Arlington 15-1. Then they would go on the road and take a 2-1 series win uh, over Oklahoma State after dropping the series opener. Uh, what What is there ultimately like about this TCU team? Well, there's a lot. Uh, Harrison Beath has a 500 batting average right now leading the team. Tommy Sacco uh, on the up and up right now with a 377 average. Brian Taylor, 314. David Bishop, 301. 
Brian Taylor leads this team with eight home runs on the year. Mr. Tommy Sacco, not far behind at seven. Elijah Nunez, man, that guy gets in motion out there on the bases. 20 stolen bases on the year for Mr. Nunez. Uh, pitching leaders here for this team. Uh, Brett Walker uh, with four wins. Marcelo Perez, four wins. Caleb Bolden, three. Riley Conorlio, three. Uh, Cornelia has been, uh, I had, believe, had some injury issues uh, lately. But once he comes back, that could be a great, uh, more solidifying piece there for their lineup. He has a 381 ERA in the games that he's played along with 60 strikeouts. Uh, I think TCU is looking like one of the most complete teams within um, w- with all of the Big 12 there. And I think it's no coincidence that you know, after this weekend, they're, uh, they're looking at that, uh, that top spot right now in the conference. West Virginia, we'll give a couple more, uh, not do a couple more teams here that are not in the uh, in the top 25 right now, but are really strong and are looking, uh, looking at like part of the depth here that's going to be uh, going to be in this program uh, that uh, here in this conference that's going to take probably six teams ultimately to regionals this year. Uh, first off with the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, yeah, they picked up a, uh, a win in part one of the backyard brawl at PNC Park in Pittsburgh this past week in midweek play. The Mountaineers would pick up the win three to two over Pitt in eleven innings. They did drop uh, drop the series at Texas Tech this weekend. They did salvage a win in game three. So just talked about clearing out some tabs here. What is it like here about West Virginia? You know, they're, they're hanging around here. They're not a dominant team, but they're putting together a nice resume here uh, to, to probably get them a spot in regionals uh, going down the road. Uh, McGuire Holbrook has a 340 batting average, Austin Davis 329, and Brayton Berry at 310. Grant Hussey has six home runs for this team. Victor Scott, the second, five home runs. McGuire Holbrook, Holbrook three. Victor Scott, the second. Uh, yeah, when it comes to stolen bases here, this is a team that uh, kind of historic for uh, historically accurate around Randy Macy led teams of West Virginia. They play a lot of small ball. They put the ball in motion a lot. 30 stolen bases from Mr. Vis- Victor Scott, the second Austin Davis with 24, Tevin Tucker, 17, Braden Berry, 13 and JJ Weatherholt, 12, uh, really lots of guys, uh, you know, get in motion out there for him, which really helps Ben Hampton, uh, six wins as a starter for that team. 397 ERA for him. Jacob Waters also has a 442 ERA, 61 strikeouts for Mr. Hampton and 48 strikeouts on the year for Mr. Waters. Then the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma Sooners, man, they really, you know, not not maybe against the best competition this past week, but they really started to show, uh, you know, their offense can complement what's brought defensively here for this team, and especially on the mound too. They had a nine to five midweek win versus Wichita, Wichita State and the Shockers and Norman. They absolutely blew out Kansas and Lawrence this past weekend with a series sweep. Who are the uh, the guys to know here on this Oklahoma Sooner squad? Aaron Calhoun with a 500 batting average. Blake Robertson batting 386. Brett Squires 362. Peyton Graham leads that program with 10 home runs on the year, up to double digits now. Uh, really by by far the the most home runs, uh, like their leader in that program. Stolen bases wise, Peyton Graham is 16, Tanner Treadway 14, and Kendall Pettis 14. And then they're pitching leaders here. Uh, you know, guys that just get the job done here. Uh, a really solid kind of all uh, all the parts, the whole really make up something that's more impressive than the, than the individual parts themselves. Uh, 
David Salmon with three wins, Tevin Michael, Trevin Michael, excuse me, with three wins, Jake, Jake Bennett with three wins. Jake Bennett leads the team with a 368 ERA. Chaz Martinez, love that name, 436 ERA, and then David Sandlin, a 499 ERA. Jake Bennett, 64 strikeouts in the year, Trevin Michael, 48, and David Sandlin, 45 as well. Moving on to the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, a team that uh, really is just shown its strength from day one here in college baseball this year. And the strength of a program doesn't seem to be letting up at all. Miami hurricanes number five team in the country. Uh, and they had a tough outing last week uh, up in Blacksburg against the soaring Virginia tech program, but you know, they returned home and they got their business done this week. They had a nine to zero midweek win over Bethune Cookman back in Coral Gables. And then they would also, uh, would also take care of business uh, with Pitt coming into town as well. That series was uh, one, two to one. They only dropped one game, and that was today's closer uh, for the series. Virginia Tech, like I talked about, this, the Hokies are soaring. They made a major jump uh, in top 25 this week all the way into the top 10. They had midweek home, wins both at home on Tuesday, 9-6 to six versus VMI, and Wednesday, 13-8 against Radford at Radford. They swept Boston College on the road. Uh, games one and three of those are both played uh, played on campus there at Boston College, and then game two was at Fenway Park. So really neat experience. Uh, you always like to see these uh, a lot of these guys in college baseball here get an opportunity to play in big league parks. You know, some of those guys that's uh, that, that's indicative of their future. Uh, other guys that are playing the last ball that they they will ever play in their career. So. Uh, you know, a great opportunity for both Virginia Tech and Boston College to be able to have uh, have that experience of playing at uh, a historic Fenway Park right there. Uh, incredible place to see baseball. Highly recommended. I've talked about it before. I mean, it's just not just being a baseball fan. If you're a sports fan, you got to go see baseball at Fenway sometime. Uh, just history left and right. The Virginia, uh, I guess, you know, we talk, go talking back real quick here about uh, Miami and Virginia. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Miami's, uh, Miami's pitching, holding things down for him, but you know, they've got some, they've got some hitting that's developing as well, uh, for him. CJ Kafis with 390 batting average, JD Jones with 357, Jacob Burke with 354, Yohandi Morales with seven home runs in the year, Dominic Vitelli, six home runs. CJ Kafis also has 13 stolen bases and Patelli with eight stolen bases. Jacob Long also with, uh, with six. Uh, the pitching leaders, Jake Garland, six wins, Carson Palmquist, six wins. Jake Garland has a two nineteen ERA. Uh, and that's that you're trending towards elite numbers there. Carson Ligon, three fifty seven ERA and, and Carson Palmquist, three seventy five ERA. 70 strikeouts in the year for Mr. Palmquist, 46 for, uh, for Ligon and then 41 for Andrew Walters for Virginia tech. Uh, what are they bringing here for this team? Uh, I've got Jack Hurley leading things with a 426 batting average. Tanner, Tanner Schobel, 371 batting average. And Lucas Donlin, 368. Tanner Schobel also has 13 home runs. Kate Hunter, 13 home runs. And Jack Hurley, 11 home runs. Nick Bittison has 11 stolen bases. Kate Hunter with 10. And Jack Hurley with 7. Uh, Drew Hackenberg, 8 wins uh, on the mound this year for that team. Griffin Green with 6. And Henry... Uh, Wecker with four, uh, Drew Hackenberg with the two one zero ERA. Once again, elite territory we're looking at there. Griffin Green three forty four ERA. Drew Hackenberg with fifty five strikeouts. Griffin Green with forty three, and Graham uh, Fervent with forty one. And then 
moving to another Virginia team, the, uh, the who's or the Cavaliers or whatever you want to call them there in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, there in, in Charlottesville, Virginia, you know, they've, uh, they, they've gotten in the top 25 recently and they've just stuck around, uh, you know, playing really solid ball. They got a midweek six to four win versus Georgetown. And then the Cavaliers swept this version of the South's oldest rivalry. Uh, that is the uh, Virginia versus UNC North Carolina Diamond Heels uh, rivalry between those two programs. Uh, complete sweep for the Who's in Charlottesville. What to like about this team? Well, hitting wise, Addie Burrow. 667 batting average. That is insane. Jake Galoff, Jake who rakes 382 batting average and Alex Tappan 349. Jake Galoff, like he can really rake 15 home runs on the year. Alex Tappan with nine and Chris Newell with eight. Chris Newell also has 14 stolen bases. Griff O'Farrell has 12 and then Max Cotier with six. Brian Gursky has six wins as a starter on the mound. Devin Ortiz with five. And then Nate Savina with four, Jake Berry four as well. Brian Gursky's 247 ERA leads the team, and Nate Savino not far behind at 376. Savino has 59 strikeouts in the year, Gursky 57, and Jake Berry 49. Let's head a little bit more west towards, towards the uh, more central part of the country and certainly west for the ACC conference, Louisville Cardinals. Louisville picked up a midweek win at home over in-state rival Kentucky, uh, 4-2, and then they picked up a series win at home over NC State, 2-1 in uh, in that series. They took it. Louisville is led by uh, led by Jack Payne with a 392 batting average. Christian Napsik has a 353 average. Logan Beard with uh, and Austin Boat each with a 333 average. Ben Metzinger, 14 home runs. Carson Masterman, 13. And then Dalton rushing, 11. In the stolen base department, Levi Usher leading the team by and large far and away with 23. Napsick at 14. And then Isaac Humphrey with nine. Pitching-wise, you know this is definitely an offensive-led program here, but you know they can get the job done on the mound as well. Take Cooner uh, take with... Uh, Four wins, Ryan Hawks with four, and Riley Phillips with three. Jared Poland has a three flat ERA. Riley Phillips with a 414, and then Tate Cooner with a 495. Jared Poland has 63 strikeouts on the year. Riley Phillips 43, and then Ryan Hawks 38. Then we round out the ACC, the last of the ranked teams, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. As I said, Notre Dame, they, they play, uh, they do play baseball here in the ACC. Notre Dame had a convincing 12-2 win over Purdue-Fort Wayne at home in midweek play, more than took care of business uh, against the team that they should have. Got a series sweep over Wake Forest in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame just once again feels like one of those programs we don't talk about enough, but they are right there. They're led by uh, Tony Lindweddle with a 667 batting average. Goodness gracious. Brady Gump, 375. Carson puts 359. Brooks, Katzi, the third, eight home runs. Carter puts five home runs. And then Jake Brannigan, also five home runs. And then Ryan Cole and Jake Ziska, five home runs apiece. Uh, they just hit dingers here on this team, folks. Ryan Cole with 12 stolen bases on the year. Spencer Myers, five. And Jared Miller, five. 
pitching wise, you know, they can, uh, they can pitch here as well too. John Michael Bertrand, six wins on the mound, Aiden Tyrell four and Jack Finley four. Uh, John Michael Bertrand has a 166 ERA. That is certainly elite. Uh, Aiden Tyrell, three ERA, and then Austin Temple, 315 ERA. Man, the average between those three guys, I mean, that's incredible. You know, it's going to be a tough outing versus Notre Dame when you're working against pitchers of that caliber. Bertrand is 67 strikeouts in the year. Austin Temple with 51. And then Ryan McClinsky, 39. Moving on to the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions far out west. First off, the Oregon State Beavers. Talked about they moved all the way up to number three in the country. They more than took care of business with a 9-4 to win over Gonzaga. A very good win at that in the midweek against a rock-solid uh, mid-major program in the Bulldogs. And then they had the weekend sweep of Washington and the Huskies in Corvallis. Oregon State... Justin Thornstein has a one, a straight one batting average. Like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming this guy's probably newer into the lineup here. I mean, that's not something that's sustainable over the year, but Hey, uh, well, welcome. Uh, well, welcome to showtime, Mr. Thornstein. It's, uh, you know, you gotta be happy about that. Uh, if you're, if you're a Beavers fan, seeing that, uh, you know, someone can come out swinging obviously for your team, Wade Meckler, 373 batting average, Javen Trobsky, 370 batting average, and then Jacob Melton at 361. Jacob Melton also has 10 home runs on the year, leading the team with double digits. Justin Boyd with four, Tanner Smith with three, the stolen base department. 19 stolen bases from Mr. Justin Boyd, 14 from Jacob Melton, and then 10 from Wade Meckler. Pitching-wise, Cooper Jerpy continues to lead this team at eight wins on the mound. Jacob Matz, seven wins, and then Ryan Brown, four. Cooper Jerpy has a two- 2.08 ERA. Jacob Matz has a 3.26 ERA. Cooper Jerpy now has 100 strikeouts on the year. He is up to triple digits. That is ridiculous. Jacob Matz 40, 44 strikeouts, and then Ben Fair 34. Moving on to the Stanford Cardinal. The Stanford Cardinal really, as of late over the past month, have gotten things together and look like they're living up now to the hype that they had uh, heading into this season. Stanford had a 10-8 to win at Cal Poly on Tuesday and then a 3-1 on a weekend of playing non-conference games, which featured two games apiece, each between Grand Canyon and San Diego State. They dropped the second game to Grand Canyon, but swept both games against San Diego State. Carter Graham leads the team in batting at a 350 average. Brett Barrera with 346 and Brian Montgomery at 306. Brian Montgomery has 11 home runs on the year. Carter Graham at 10 and Brock Jones at five. Brock Jones also has seven stolen bases. Uh, Eddie Park has six and then Adam Crampton, six. Let's talk about pitching with these guys. Quinn Matthews, six wins as a starter. Alex Williams, five and Drew Dowd, four. Alex Williams with a 229 ERA, Quinn Matthews with a 238, and Drew Dowd with a 406. Quinn Matthews with 74 strikeouts, Alex Williams 56, and Drew Dowd 45. UCLA, let's talk about them. The Bruins just kind of quietly have been right there uh, and getting uh, and getting into the top 25 at this point in the uh, in the season. They had a 14 to four midweek win at UC Santa, UC Santa Barbara, taking care of business like they should have in that game. They had a series win at Cal after dropping the opener in that game. Uh, UCLA, 340 batting average, leads the way by Mr. Darius Perry. 
Uh, Kyle Karras, 341 batting average. Cody Schreier, 310 batting average. Uh, Cody Schreier also has seven home runs. Michael Curiel, four home runs. And Kyle Karras, three. Kenny Oyama, 18 stolen bases. Cody Schreier, 10. And Michael Curiel with six. Pitching-wise, Max Radich, five wins. Jake Brooks credited with five as well. And then Ethan Flanagan with three. Max Radich has a 326 ERA. Kelly Austin with 327. Jake Brooks, uh, 396. Not a bad one, two, three punch there ERA-wise. Jake Brooks, 57 strikeouts in the year. Max Radich, 50. And then Ethan Flanagan, 49. And then the Oregon Ducks. Uh, tougher, kind of a tough week here for uh, here for these guys, for a team that, you know, has really been hot as of lately. They, uh, they cooled down. Um, they... Uh, they had a midweek win at Portland, five to four, uh, but they ultimately have a two to one series uh, series loss uh, against Washington State. Um, they're just a tough weekend for those guys, but um, I'll, this is an offensive firepower program for sure. Uh, Tyler Gannis with a five seventy one batting average, Taylor Holder with a five hundred, and Drew Cali with four thirty nine. Anthony Hall has ten home runs, Tanner Smith with nine, and then Brennan. Malone with eight, Colby Shade has nine stolen bases, Gavin Grant with six, and then Tanner Smith with five. Uh, yeah, pitching really just is it's kind of by committee. It's by uh, it's definitely more of a struggle for this program. Logan Mercado and Colby Summers with five and four wins apiece on the mound. Isaac Ione, the, not not a lot to write home about here, ERA wise for for Mister Ione at five sixty three leading the way. For this team and RJ Gordon has the second best ERA uh, at uh, at 6.59. Yeah, that's uh, the pitching is definitely not the strong suit here of this Ducks program, but they they can hit for sure like nobody's business, and that's going to be their calling card here throughout the remainder of their season into the postseason. 38 strikeouts for Mr. Ione, 29 for Matt Dallas, and then 28 for RJ Gordon. Now we move on to. The SEC. Yes, the uh, the conference that a lot of people just, you know, there's a lot of people just don't love. <laughs> not, not a lot of us love getting a lot of attention unless you are, uh, you are a fan of the SEC. Uh, they kind of are the big bad evil empire among college sports here. But can't deny it. These guys know how to play baseball and especially the number one team in the country and the Tennessee Volunteers. They are stacked everywhere. Like they just... They do everything very, very well. Jared Dickey with a 370 batting average. Trey Lipscomb, 363. Logan Strinstra, 357. Trey Lipscomb, 16 home runs. Luke Lapicious, 311, uh, with 11 home runs, excuse me. Jordan Beck with 10. Seth Stevenson, 12 stolen bases in that department. Lapicious with nine. And then Jordan Beck with six. And Evan Russell, six as well. But they can also get things done on the mound. Drew Beam, eight wins uh, as a pitcher. Chase Burns with seven. Chase Dollander, six. Drew Beam with a 150 ERA, uh, 212 ERA for Chase Burns, and then 294 for Chase Dollander. Dollander also 72 strikeouts. Burns with 66, and Drew Beam, 46. Uh, and what, did, what did this team ultimately do? What did this team ultimately do this past week? Well, they just continued to win games and, and get serious wins. Uh, Pete. Are they peaking too soon? I really don't see any evidence to that. Uh, midweek W at Bellarmine, 
uh, versus Bellarmine, excuse, excuse me. That was at home. It was a 93 win clean sweep at Florida, taking advantage of a team that, uh, you know, is definitely have some, have some depth problems, uh, at pitcher at pitching when it comes to Florida. Uh, and they went in, they just took care of business and, uh, got things done in that regard. Um, Let's talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks. One of these teams here that I considered can be quietly just right there. Uh, the Razorbacks also had a really good week for them. 10-1 to midweek win versus in-state mid-major Arkansas State at home. They had a, but they did have a series loss uh, at Texas A&M. Salvaged one 3-1 to win in the rubber match on Saturday. Uh, I mean, you know, splitting the week two and two, that's not horrible. So I see, you know, just, hey, still a good week, ultimately. Uh, I think that this will be fine. Texas A&M is just a um, up-and-coming team on the rise within the SEC right now. Aggie's playing some really good baseball. Under first-year head coach Jim Schlossnagel, Michael Turner is leading this team with a 336 batting average. Chris Lanzilli with a 339. Jalen Battles at 297. Uh, Brady Slavins, 10 home runs. Brayden Webb, 9. And Jalen Battles, 6. Kenan Wallace was 10 stolen bases. Braden Webb in seven. Robert Moore, five. Pitching-wise, Hagen Smith with six wins. Uh, Connor Nolan with five. Jackson Wiggins with five. Uh, Connor Nolan, 254. Uh, Earn-run average. Hagen Smith, 383. Jackson Wiggins with 466. Connor Nolan leads the team in strikeouts. Jackson Wiggins, 56. And then Hagen Smith at 53. So that is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Let's talk next about the Georgia. Over to the SEC, Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC East. They uh, they would split the week two and two. They picked up a midweek loss, eight to eleven, eight to one, uh, eight to four. Excuse me, um, if I can speak here, eight to four versus the uh, versus the Clemson Tigers against the surging Tigers team as of late. Uh, they picked up a series win at Alabama. Their only loss was uh, was three and zero on Sunday. Georgia ran in Jernigan, five hundred batting average flat. Connor Tate three forty seven. Dylan Taylor three thirty three. Corey Collins with nine home runs. Parks Harbor six. Ben Anderson six. Ben Anderson also six stolen bases. And then Connor Tate and uh, Garrett Blaylock three and one respectively. Jonathan Cannon, uh, you know, leads this team in uh, in pitching. It's their ace, seven wins for that man. Luke Wagner, five, and then Liam Sullivan as well. Jonathan Cannon has a ridiculous 155 ERA. Jaden Woods has 57 strikeouts. Jonathan Cannon, 52, and then Jack Gowan, 35. Also in the SEC East, the Auburn Tigers. Auburn. Took care of business, uh, n- undoubtedly this past week. Clean five and zero sweep on the week. Two midweek six to five and fourteen to one wins over Alabama State and Kennesaw State, respectively. A clean series sweep over South Carolina at home this past weekend. Taking care of fellow uh, fellow SEC East foe. Auburn, you know the the man to know about him is Mister Sunny D himself, Sunny Deshara. 446 batting average leading that team. Blake Rambush at 4367 and Brody Moss 333. Deshara has 12 home runs on the year. Cole Foster is six and Ryan Dial at four. Blake Rambush has 11 stolen bases. Casey Howell seven and then Brian Ware four, respectively. Justin Gonzalez has five wins on the mound as a pitcher. Carson Skipper, uh, four wins. And then Bla- 
Blake Burkhalter, four wins. Trace Brights is a 424 ERA leading that team. Bright with 55 strikeouts. Burkhalter, 47. Mason Barnett, 45. You know, offense leads the, the day for him, but you know, they've got some pitching to help as well. LSU, the Tigers have been an up and down team this year, but they took care of business this week. Uh, midweek win, eight to four over Louisiana Lafayette, uh, you know, a team just down the highway from them. And then they had the sweep at home of the Mizzou Tigers over the weekend. Uh, typical of Jay Johnson coach squads uh, here, first year head coach of LSU uh, coming from Arizona. You know, they, they, this is an offensive driven team. Jacob Berry bats 365, Cade Dowdy 342, and Dylan Cruz also 342. Berry has 12 home runs, Brandon Jaber 10, and Dylan Cruz 9 apiece. Cade Dowdy has three stolen bases, Dugas 2, and then Dylan Cruz 2. So yeah, they swing for the fences, they mash. Not as Small ball really is not as much their game. Pitching for these guys, Ty Floyd, four wins. Mikhail Hilliard, four, and then Grant Taylor, four. All credit to them as starters. Mikhail Hilliard, 364 ERA, leading the team. And then Blake Money, 478. Uh, Blake Money also has four, 47 strikeouts on the year. Hilliard with 43, and then Ty Floyd, 39. Let's talk about the Big Ten real quick. The lone Big Ten team right now sitting inside the top 25. That is the Maryland Terrapins. Yeah, you know, they've uh, they've just kind of been right there, teetering along the edge of the top twenty-five for a lot of this year. Uh, don't don't play in the uh, the greatest conference in the world in terms of building a uh, building a resume for uh, for the tournament and uh, and consideration ultimately for being a high-ranked team within the top twenty-five. But we have to give credit to Maryland for for playing for for working with what they're given and ultimately playing as a really strong team throughout this year and probably have once again solidified a spot here again in the top 25. They had the midweek win at Towson, three to four to three, excuse me. And then the series win at Illinois, two to one after dropping game one. The Terps are led by Tony Schreffler Jr. with 348 batting average. And then Luke Schleiger, not far behind at 340. Nick LaRusso at 321 as well. Maxwell Costas, 12 home runs in the year. Chris, Chris Aline, 11, and then Matt Shaw and Bobby Zmarek, 9 apiece. Chris Aline, 12 stolen bases. Luke Schleiger, 11. Matt Shaw, 10. So they uh, they get in motion out there when they're uh, when they're on the bases. Pitching wise, you know, they can they can get things done as well, too, on this team. Ryan Ramsey, seven wins credit to him. Jacob Savakul, seven wins, and then Dylan Falco. Four wins. Savakul leads the team with a 263 ERA. Ramsey at 277. And then Nick Dean with a 453 ERA. Savakul's 89, 85 strikeouts. Ramsey 59. And then Nick Dean 46 strikeouts on the year. And now we move on to our mid-majors to close things out here today. First mid-major to take a look at here from Conference USA, currently leading that uh, currently sitting in first place in that conference right now and in the top 10 in the standings, that would be the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. There, this is a meteoric team that is uh, is on the rise right now. What happened with these guys over the past week? Well, really nothing but good things. Two midweek wins over Tulane and New Orleans, 10 to five, uh, 11 to five and 10 to five each. 
And then they had the weekend sweep of the Rice Owls at home. Dustin Dickerson leads this team with a 348 batting average. Slade Wilkes with 319 and Reese Ewing at 295. Christopher Sargent, 11 home runs. Will McGillis, 10. Carson Pato, 8. And Reese Ewing, 8 also. Slade Wilkes has four stolen bases. Dickerson, 3. Pato, 2. Uh, once again, it's a team, you know, they, uh, they more swing for the fences, but they make it work for them. And they have the pitching to help out as well, too. Tanner Hall with seven wins on the year. Hunter Riggins with five, and then Ramsey with five. Hall with a 194 ERA. Kristen Waldrop with a 202, and then Hunter Riggins with a 289. Hall with 90 strikeouts in the year. Waldrop with 65, and Riggins with 52. Moving on next to the West Coast Conference, we're going to talk about the conference-leading Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now sitting at number 12 in the country. They had a pretty good week, if you ask me. They uh, they did they did uh, split midweek games uh, at Oregon State, thirteen to six and nine to four. Thirteen to six game was a win. The nine to four game was a loss. Uh, you know, no shame in that. Oregon State, uh, you know, for a program like that, it uh, you know is a mid major that they want to build as strong of a resume as possible. Uh, to uh, they're due to just not having the same opportunities of playing in a major conference. Uh, you know, those are good, good, uh, good games to have on there and good games to split wins with. And then they got the series win two to one at St. Mary's. So three and two on the week. Let's talk about what these Bulldogs can do. Xavier Pinellas, 351 batting average. Cade McGee, 339. Dylan Johnson, 333. Cade McGee has six home runs in the year. Tyler Rando with two. Stephen Lund, two as well. Stolen base department. Xavier Pinales, 12, Enzo Apicata, 7, and then Connor Cabales with 3. Pitching definitely helps out with this team. Gabriel Hughes with 6 wins on the year. Tristan Freeling, 4. Owen Wilde with 4. Gabriel Hughes, 2-4-2 ERA. Freeling, 3-38. And then Wilde, a 3-43. Hughes with 97 strikeouts. Freeling, 83. And then Owen Wilde with 44. And now we move on to the Big East from the West Coast out to the East, the other corner of the country, and looking at the Yukon Huskies. Yukon leading that conference right now, uh, leading the way in first place for him. Corey Morton has a 500 batting average. Uh, Eric Stock, 415. Ben Huber, 325. Stock with eight home runs. Casey Dana with eight home runs as well. Ben Huber with seven. David Smith, 14, Zach Bushling, 6, and Eric Stock, 5. Uh, what did, and then pitching-wise for these guys, Peterson, 8 wins, starter, Gallagher, uh, Pat Gallagher and Ian Cook, 6 each. Enzo Stefanini, 239, ER8, Pat Gallagher, 248, and then Austin Peterson, 270. Peterson with 88 strikeouts, Gallagher with 69, Stefanini, 45. What did these Huskies do again this past week? They just took care of business. They got sweep, uh, got the midweek sweep over both UMass with a 28 to 11 win in that game and an 8 and 0 versus Boston College and then a 2 to 1 series win versus Villanova at home. Um yep, Connecticut continues to be right there. They just uh, they just get things done there in uh, in the Big East. Texas State Texas State, they are they're really just having a dream season. Um, those guys, you gotta like what they are doing. Um, 
They had the 14 to 12 midweek win versus UT San Antonio. And then they had the clean sweep of, uh, of Arkansas Little Rock, including a 32-4 win in game two. Absolutely ridiculous. What does this Texas State team do? Well, they uh, they hit quite well, and they uh, they put the offense in motion for sure. Carson Keithley, 667 batting average. Dylan Kerbo, 500. And Dalton Sheffield, 393. John Wuthrich, 11 home runs in the year. Sheffield, 7. And then Justin Thompson, 6. Sheffield leads the team in stolen bases at 11. Thompson at 9. And there's Isaiah Ortega-Jones at 7. Tristan Dixon, six six wins as a starter for him. Levi Wells, five, and uh, Tristan Stivers, five home run, uh, five wins as a starter. Levi Wells, two twenty nine ERA. Zeke Wood, two thirty eight. Zeke Wood also has sixty seven strikeouts, and Wells fifty one. Stivers forty seven. Let's talk about Dallas Baptist real quick. Just a confusing year for these guys. 14-1 loss midweek at Texas A&M. And back at home, friendly confines there on the campus of Dallas Baptist University and Horner Ballpark. A 1-2 series loss versus Southern Illinois. Uh, ouch, ouch, ouch. You know, they're just sitting at 24-15 uh, and 15 on the year overall for this team. Uh, you know, I think they'll probably ultimately get into regionals, I believe, at this point, just unless things absolutely collapse. Uh, but it's a, it's not this year's just not living up to expectations of what we would have expected here out of the Patriots. Uh, what what does Dallas Baptist here ultimately do? What do they what do they bring to the table? Ryan Robleski, three sixty nine batting average. Cole Moore, three twenty one. Luke Hefner, three twenty. Jace Grady, seven home runs. George Specht, seven home runs, and Nate Romback, seven home runs, and also Blaine Jones, seven home runs. So those guys swing for power. Uh, and Jace Grady is also really good at uh, getting things in motion. 16 stolen bases on the year for him. Luke Hefner with eight, and George Specht with eight as well. Jacob Metter, six wins as a starter. Ryan Johnson, three. Bubba Hall, also three. And Zach Heen and Luke Eldred, three wins apiece. Jacob Metter, 381 ERA. Luke Eldred, 423. Ryan Johnson, 424. Better with 68 strikeouts by and far uh, leading in that department. Ryan Johnson and Bubba Hall at 35 APs. And our final team to cover here is going to be the back to the Sunbelt Conference, Georgia Southern Panthers. They had a pretty good week. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. One midweek loss, uh, six to five against Florida State on the road in Tallahassee, but they did get the series sweep at South Alabama. Georgia Southern, uh, Jason Swan, 332 batting average. Jesse Cheryl, 313. Noah Searcy, 311. Noah Ledford, eight home runs. Austin Thompson with eight. And Christian Avant with five. Cheryl has nine stolen bases. Swan, five. And then Jarrett Brown with three. Um, on the mound for these guys, you've got, got Gavon Ray with six wins. Jalen Payton, five. Ben Johnson, four on the year. Ty Fisher, Leading the team in ERA, 323. Jay, John, Jay Thompson at 386. And then Jalen Payton at 420. Penn has 44 strikeouts. Thompson, 33. And then Ty Fisher at 30. Well, friends, that concludes 
this week's edition of another great episode of No Doubter. Once again, I appreciate you all for sticking with me here for this week's college baseball update. Uh, like I said earlier, I will not be on Tuesday night's broadcast in a couple days this week uh, due to another uh, another commitment that I have that evening. Boom will be holding down the four by himself that evening, much like I did tonight. Uh, we'll both be back. Uh, we expect uh, for our regular uh, co-hosting lineup as we normally have next week. Uh, but appreciate you all for sticking around with me. Um, if y'all would just uh, kind of do some, uh, give, do a little favor for us here as we close out this week's show. So uh, once again, go on and subscribe to the podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, just, we don't want you to miss out on anything that we're doing here at No Doubter. Uh, give us a review. Let us know how you're enjoying our programming to this point. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, both at No Doubter Pod. Boom and myself are both available on Twitter at BoomBostic21 and uh, myself at Travis Loffley. We have our brand new YouTube channel. Uh, like I said, please subscribe to that. Our Patreon, if you could please um, go on ahead and take a look at that as well too. We just launched that recently. So we got to give a few, uh, big shout out to a couple people in this regard. So Longest standing patron, Tad Bostic, and then our Patreon producer, Mr. Don Hale. Uh, these guys are really helping uh, us kind of in these, uh, still in this early period of our podcast, making sure that we continue to put on the best program as possible. We have several different tiers as part of that. And, you know, it kind of includes commonality in it here is when you join, even at the lowest level, you become, uh, you, you start getting shout outs here as being someone who helps us bring this, bring this program to you every single week. So we would really appreciate you all taking a look at that. Please check out our merch store through our partner at Public, so you can get decked out in your favorite No Doubter gear. We've got mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, crew neck sweatshirts, baseball shirts, phone cases, many more items I can't think of off the top of my head. Our partner Public has been incredible with us. Take a look at our store. You'll see all these important links here in the description below. Um, we appreciate you all for joining us here. And No Doubter, we remind you all, as always, that no matter what you're doing in life, uh, you know, emulate, emulate the spirits of your favorite players, your favorite teams, uh, and all that you do, uh, you know, just go, go out there, ready to compete, ready to give it your all. Bat 400, always swing for the fences. We love you guys, and we'll see y'all on Tuesday. This episode of No Doubter was produced by Eric Bostick and Travis Lockley, and edited by Travis Boston. Our logo was designed by Lindsay Silbrick, 